we're going to start. So, I thought in my, I, I, I realized that a lot of people would not be here this weekend, and that some people wouldn't be able to make it, but with modern technology, <laughs> it can be heard by many, and the truth is this topic is a super-duper uh, important topic. Um, you, you know, my wife told me, she's been giving this Thursday night uh, call in Shabbos here for a while now, for almost, almost two years, I think, at least two years, I should say. And she said like she has personally uh, gained in her own Shabbos observance to such an extent. And when you look at the Svarim HaKadoshim, uh, Shabbos really, really, really uh, is a an area where Jews focused on not just the observance of it, but the Avodah of Shabbos for Deirei Deiris, from the Gemaras to the time of the Rishonim, well, Shabbos was a an area of, of Yiddishkeit where Jews looked at in their growth part of their growth in Judaism was Shabbos was their observance of Shabbos was their dedication to Shabbos was their devotion to Shabbos. Chavetz Chaim many many times he was the tzaddik of the generation and he was living in a very very um, <coughs> dramatic period of Jewish history uh, on on a, at a national level and people were people. There were all kinds of anti-Semitic decrees in, in Russia. It was the time of the Communist Revolution. People were getting lost. People were, were leaving their families for permanently and going to the New World. I mean, you can't imagine the transformations that were going on in the Chavetz Chaim. And he was, he was asked very often for blessings. And the Chavetz Chaim, his, almost always his first reaction was, what are you asking me for bracha for? You know, Shabbos is the, the source of all blessings. You know, Shabbos is the Makora Bracha. If people, would, you know, would very often have tragedies or tragedies, said the first thing you should do is, how is your family's Sabbath observance? Are you, are you keeping uh, Shabbos? Likewise, the Chavetz Chaim, who lived uh, for the vast majority of his life in a shtetl called Radin, Chavetz Chaim and Radin never saw Chil Shabbos. Even as a young boy, he was growing up in Vilna, but most of his adult life, he lived in Radin, which is a little shtetl. And during World War One, the the line as the German Russians and were fighting each other, they were evacuating people off the front line. You didn't want to be on the front line of World War One, right? That was you know, it's, you stayed far away. The chance of you living in the front line of World War One was, was 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 very suspect because there were all kinds of missiles flying around. They were, they were shooting indiscriminately. Right? So they were always moving, like the stories how Chaim Salvechik left Brisk and he ended up in Minsk for large periods of World War One. Right, so the Chavetz Chaim also moved, and really for the first time in, in decades in his life, he saw mass Chelul Shabbos in the town that he moved to, and he said the Chavetz Chaim was crying the entire Shabbos, and he couldn't believe it. The Jews, Yidin, Jews were, were, were desecrating the Shabbos. And the next week, the Chavetz Chaim saw it again. He saw Jews desecrating the Shabbos. And he said that the Chavetz Chaim was crying, crying even more. It was even harder for the Chavetz Chaim to deal with. And so they went to him and said, Rebbe, what are you crying so much? You saw it already last week. It's not a new phenomenon. He says, you don't realize. Last week I saw Chil Shabbos and it bothered me to the core. This week I saw Chil Shabbos and it bothered me a little bit less. So I'm crying for myself. I can see the desecration of Shabbos. And it doesn't bother me so much. 
So we, in our world today, um, we live in a world where, you know, most Jews and the vast majority of Jews in San Jose don't even know what real Shabbos is. Uh, and for us, many of us, our Shabbos observance, all of us actually could use improvement. Many of us, you know, could use improvement not just on, on, on keeping the laws of Shabbos, but in living Shabbos, which is the source of all blessings. So the Chavetz Chaim, in his Hakdama to Mishtabura, we're talking about learning laws, focuses on both these topics, the bracha of Shabbos, the importance of Shabbos, and the danger of not keeping it correctly due to ignorance. Uh, and, he, and I'll, with no further introduction, see the words of the Chavetz Chaim. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any other introduction to other, his other parts of Mishtabura. He has a general introduction to the beginning of Mishtabura, which talks about the importance of learning halacha, and that if you don't know halacha, you won't keep the Torah. You can love God, you can want to do mitzvahs, but if you do not know the laws, you will mess up. But on Shabbos, he has a specific introduction. As I mentioned, the Chavetz Chaim's three big things, I have to say, were the study of Torah, being careful about Lashon Hara, and Shabbos. If you look at many, many, many of his drushes, it was those three topics. Says the Chavetz Chaim, the Torah tells us, Remember the day of Sabbath to sanctify it. Six days you should work. That's the Pasuk in the Torah. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Excuse me, the Pasuk continues in the, at the end of the Pasuk. For six days Hashem made the heavens and the earth. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Sheinian Shabbos. This pasuk tells us that Shabbos, whose shoyrish ha'emuna, is the source of all faith, leida sha'olamu mechodesh, to teach us that the world was it was a new thing, it was a created reality. V'chemen shabarahakol, and since that Hashem created everything, the Creator is who adonakol. If you make it, it's yours. It's you. It's you. You're, you're the master. Va'anachnu says the Chavetz Chaim of all that we are Hashem who created the entire world. Six days, the heavens and the earth. We're His servants. Umuchuyavim lasay sertzayinu la'avda b'chol gufeinu. And since we're a servant, now we don't have a, a real idea of servitude today, <laughs> but a real servant, right, is obligated b'chol gufeinu v'nishmaseinu with all of our bodies, with all of our souls, of umemoneinu and all of our money. When do we say that? Shema, every morning. Because everything is Hashem's after we accept the yoke of heaven. Right? The Yeshira on the Torah tells us, warns us, exhorts us, exhorts, always a good word for this, exhorts us, Al Shmiras HaShabbos, on being careful to, 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 to keep Shabbos, 12 times in the Torah, over and over reiterates this. V'yamru Chachameinu, our sages tell us, Kol Meshamer Es HaShabbos, I say to say something which is bombastic, which you know we we think about this. Anyone who is careful and watches over the Shabbos keeps all laws of Shabbos. It is as if you kept the entire Torah. But a person desecrates the Shabbos. It is if they reject the entire Torah. They call me Tom, and why is it? Why always do you hear it? Are they Shomer Shabbos? Not Shomer Shabbos? 
right? Whether the litmus test of being a Torah Jew is always Shmir Shabbos. Because call a person who keeps all of Torah, Shabbos all Torah, and if you don't keep Shabbos, it's Kilo Kafar Bechol Torah. You transgress the whole Torah. You know why is this a Kavat Chaim? Because we said before, Shabbos illustrates, do you believe Hashem created the world? Do you believe there's a creator of the world? That Shabbos reminds us, is there a creator of the world? It also says like this in Shmos Rabbah, in the Medrash, Parsha Shabbat Omar Rabbi Alazar Bar Avino says Rabbi Alazar Bar Avino, Matzinu Torah. We find in the Torah, in the Nevi'im, in the Ksuvim, all twenty-four books of Scripture, in all the, the, the major sections. Shishkula Shabbos that Shabbos is compared to Kol Hamitzvus, all mitzvus. Where do you see this in the Torah? Minayin Shemeshah Shishah Moshe learned the mitzvah Shabbos. Moshe delayed in telling the Jewish people the mitzvah of Shabbos. Hashem said to Moshe, Until when, Moshe? Are you going to hold back the Jewish people from keeping all my mitzvahs in Torah? What does it say afterwards? What was Hashem talking about? All of my mitzvahs in Torah, Shabbos. Where do you see this in the Nevi'im? Shinamar. Hashem said they rebelled. They didn't keep my 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 mitzvahs. What did it say afterwards? What's not keeping my mitzvahs? All of my all of my mitzvahs. They desecrated my Sabbath. Biksuvim and in the, the works of Scripture. Minayin shenamar v'aharsina yaranata. You went down and, and spoke to them, or with them. Maxiv Akharov, what does it say there? Shabbos, But what was it that you told them your Shabbos? Hashem told the Jewish people, If you see keeping the keeping of the Shabbos, if you keep the Shabbos, it's as if you kept all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Chalila, the Jew, transgresses the Shabbos. I'm telling you people, you meet these Jews, they keep kosher, they do this. They're culturally connected. But if you, if you desecrate the Shabbos, you desecrate all mitzvahs. Watch your hands from Mechal Shabbos. Keep your hands away from all from all bad. says the Chafetz Chaim, who loved every Jew, you know, who wanted every Jew to merit, right? Who bothered, who can cry, who cry not for Hashem, for Shabbos. And by the way, when you think about inviting Jews for Shabbos to drive to your house, this is, you have to realize the calculations involved over here. Right? You tell a Jew, what is Shabbos? See how severe the sin is of desecration of a Shabbos. We know that there are different forms of, uh, of punishments for sins. Right, there's God created the world, as, as stated, and He created reward and punishment. That's one of the thirteen animamis. And there's reward and punishment. It's not a joke. Life, life has meaning. 
God was not joking when he gave commandments. There are meaning to the commandments, and there are consequences of our deeds. And every, every mitzvah will get a remarkable reward forever and ever and ever. And of course, if a person transgresses, there are consequences as well. And their punishments are broken up in different types of punishments. Yesh inyanim, sha'adim overlam, hurakis, asibavat. Certain things, you don't put on tefillin today. Tefillin is from the most serious assays, right? You missed an assay. If a man doesn't say shema, even if he didn't do an assay. If you don't like candles Friday night, you missed an assay. Chamor mizeh, ha'avon yashish alem isrilav. Even more serious is a lav. Right? A person. Uh, a person shaves with a razor is a negative prohibition. A person wears shatnas, negative prohibition. Chamer mizeh avoyne sheish ale misa bidei shemaim. There are other things that have a misa bidei shemaim. Certain things in the base of mikdash are misa bidei shemaim. Right, eating with its truma, things like that. Things, things of tuma v'tara, a misa bidei shemaim. Going on the harabayas when you're not ritually pure. All these type of things have a, 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 a spiritual death. And there are other things. Like lev karis, person eats on Yom Kippur, karis. Person has chametz on Pesach, karis. Chamer chamer mizeh is misav chenech. And what's and after the siyaf, the next punishment, which is sword, and after it's burning. But you know what the most serious punishment in the entire Torah is? Skila, to be stoned. Oson shemisasim skila. The Torah says that is. The apex, the, the worst, the most egregious punishment, God forbid, a Jew could get. And what do you get skila for? Huh? Breaking the Shabbos. Vachal achila of Shabbos, b'meizen, alav misasa b'skila, v'nucha loyras oid. You can see even more how bad it is to transgress the Shabbos. Dalol b'kol avaynas, all other sins, except for idolatry. L'kaim alan duhumumar chas v'shalom, if a person is, it breaks an Avera, that mumer, that rejection, is only for one area of the Torah. But, iser, but by Shabbos, um, if, you, if you break the Shabbos habitually and publicly, it's considered you are an oivet koychavan mamish. A person who transgresses the Shabbos, the person may wear a yarmulke, they come to show, like, meet some people. Now again, I'm not talking about Levels of knowledge, shinik shinishpa. Just trying to, you know, you break the Shabbos. The person says, "Do you believe in God? I believe in God." I wear tefillin. I go to the mikvah. She's a lady. I keep kosher, but I don't keep Shabbat. So, <laughs> if you break the Shabbos, you can drive in the streets of of Herzliya. If you can drive in the streets of of, of Tel Aviv or, Nech, or, or or Haifa or New York or San Jose or Los Angeles. And you're a Jew, and you do it habitually. The Torah says you have a din of an, an idol worshiper. Your halacha in the Torah is like an idolater. Again, I'm not going to tinik shinish over here. If you're dealing with Erevin, and you're living together, you have to treat this Jew, this Miriam, this uh, Omri, this you know, Baruch, as an idolater. And if he's doing shechita, even if it's with other Jews, and you see, you see the exact same proper shechita. His food is treif. It's nevela gemura. 
I'll never forget this, by the way. One, about several years ago in, in, in Seed, I, I, I told one of the boys, a person, he's an Israeli, he went to Shiva when he was a younger kid. Uh, you can learn with him, uh, but just know he's not so, you know, not so religious, fine. He didn't know what that meant, this boy. So he starts to learn with this guy. He asks the guy, what do you want to learn? This guy had, had knowledge. He said, I want to learn Chulin. He wants to learn Chulin. So Chulin starts Shechita. So the guy can learn Chulin. That's like one of the hard Masechtas and Shas. So he started learning right in the beginning of Chulin. So like, who is kosher to Shechita? A non-Jew who does Shechita is not kosher. And the Gemara says, if somebody is a Mumar, the Shechita is not kosher. So the guy asks him, what's a Mumar? Oh, he said, like a guy who publicly transgresses the Shabbos. He says, you mean like me? <laughs> is my Shechita would be completely not good? So after that, but I, I always gave the sea guys a complete rundown of everybody they study with. Uh, but yeah, a person who transgresses a Shabbos, their Shechita is completely not good. Um, Tom, why is it in Bar You can't be a Bar And again, the Chavetz Chaim reiterates that Shabbos is if you break the Shabbos, and we're gonna, he's going to apply it to us. Don't think he's just talking about people driving on Shabbos. We're going to see very quick. Uh, uh, how we keep Shabbos and our, our own Mayanusha is very connected to this uh, because a person who does, does not transgresses the Shabbos is Kilo Koifer Bemaisabrashis. It's a rejection of the creation of the world, that God continually uh, creates the world. Uh, and the Rambam says there's only two things which are denial of God idolatry and breaking the Shabbos. That's, that's how serious. When you imagine, you can imagine this Jew going to a church. And crossing themselves to Yashka. The Rambam equates that to breaking the Shabbos. Okay? Ki'ilu kafar, ki'ilu kaifer my sebracious, kwa'akum, like an idolater. The alken, therefore, says the Chavetz Chaim, gam oinish mechal Shabbos is skila. The other punishment you get for skila is idolatry. O kishu bali hasra, and if you're not warned about breaking the Shabbos, it's karas, it's like eating on Yom Kippur. Mikolzer, says the Chavetz Chaim, you see how Adam Liras is Godel Inyan Shal Shabbos. How big it is. Shabbos is a reminder that there's a creator of the world. By the way, when you think about helping Jews, this is why Shabbos always, always was the most important mitzvah. Always was the focus of everything else. How serious it is in the sin of Shabbos. Vigam Sarech Ladas. And you don't need to know, says the Chavetz Chaim, right? Hashem gave us 248 mitzvahs. Why? That each part of our body should be sanctified to serve Hashem. There's 248 mitzvahs. Each part connected our body. And we know even in our, in our body parts, so they're broken down to other body parts. Yesh and Hanashama right? If you could, a person could, God forbid, lose their hand, can you live a good life losing your hand? Yeah, you can live 120 years without a hand. Um, uh, or even a leg. My, 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 my wife's grandmother is turning 90, her young, it's the youngest of all of our grandparents. She got married at 18 after the war uh, to a much older man. So, but she lost her leg a few years ago. She has a prosthetic leg. She lives a very happy life. You can lose your leg and live a very fruitful, happy life. Um, that's a tremendous loss. 
but you're you're you're, um, you're mom, but you you can still live a good life. But there are other chesreinus you can't live at all. If like for, if your head is chopped off, could you live a life? No. Um, uh, or your heart stops, could you live a life? No. He says the same thing by mitzvahs. There's certain mitzvahs you do where life is literally con- is based on it's your life in the length of your days. There's other verses which tell us where the ultimate life is where that your eternity is dependent on keeping this Torah. Uh, there are other mitzvahs that if a person does it can still be a, a ben olam haba but he's a mum any mitzvah you don't keep you don't keep affects you like Reb Chaim Vital says who's Reb Chaim Vital? Reb Chaim Vital? Ariz. the Arizal's greatest student the person who brought down all the teachings of, of, of the Arizal um, that, and the Gros says in Mishrei the Chabala Yimatzla Netzach Hey, if a person doesn't do a mitzvah, you skip a mitzvah, you don't do something, that you will be permanently damaged in the world to come in that area. So for a man who will look at pornography, they'll be blinded to an extent forever in Olam Haba, if they don't do tshuva. Right? And if a woman dresses pre-tzedek, right, that area where she, where she dressed pre-tzedek, forever in the world to come, she will be Again, we're talking about people who have knowledge over her, right? If you use your mouth for vulgarity, your mouth will be damaged in the eternal world forever, and everyone will be able to see you. That's what the Rebbeim Vital and the Vilnagan bring down. Um, uh, Let's say you do every mitzvah to tefillin. When Mason happens, you will come, all other Jews will come up full-bodied, and you'll be missing parts of your body. You'll be missing your left arm. Because that left arm never brought tefillin. So when Mason will come up, you'll be, you'll be missing your left arm. Uh, because the Torah is what brings us back alive. The mitzvahs we keep, the, the, what, what, bring, what is the, 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 the merit of Tchiyas HaMesim? What brings the body parts, our bodies, our hearts, our body parts alive after when the resurrection of the dead come? It's the mitzvahs which give it life. Because our bodies are physical. What allows it to be eternal? It's the Torah and mitzvahs we keep. This is a big idea in Kabbalah. The mitzvahs that we keep, that's what gives us life in the world to come. Um... Kol mitzvah, all the mitzvahs of the 248 mitzvahs, is it brings that part of life. What do we say? And I mentioned this on Shavuos, but the Neilas Chag, the Chai Oilam we say in Birchas Torah, that God implanted into us eternal life. Nata is implanted into us, it's not external. You want to know where Chaya Olam lives? It lies in us. It's our ability to keep to our mitzvahs. That's what gives us eternal life. And it's through the mitzvahs. And if you transgress a mitzvah, that you can't, you know, if you, the, the, the mitzvahs you lacked in that aver, in that body part, will not come alive. It, it, what brings it alive in the future will be the mitzvah that, that, that you do. 
eternally people know you didn't wear a tefillin you didn't wear a tefillin yeah, you'll be listening to your left arm you'll be, there'll be a big hole in your head that's how you walk around for, for eternity as we say in the Targum and Kohalas, what's the highest Kohalas end? At the end, I'll call Nishma. Right, everything will be heard, everything will be seen. The Hainu, what do you mean everything will be seen? What does Shlomo Melech say? You know, you can live it up, you can live life, but I'll call Soif Davar. That's what the Targum says. Soif Davar at the end. Hakol Nishma. It will be seen, says the, says the Targum. Shlavasayif, I call you sparsely in a call. You're going to walk around. What you did is going to be, everyone's going to see. Everyone's going to see what you did. Eslokim Yira, and therefore you have to fear Hashem and keep his mitzvahs. Kizek called him, wrote Shlomar, which means to say, says the Chavetz Chaim, what Shlomo is saying is, the Ramach mitzvahs asay, that the 248 positive mitzvahs, and 365 negative prohibitions. Shinishmar Adam Bimechayov, that what we keep in our life today, what we're doing is, Yibana, we're building our own future. Yibana Lasilavo, right? We're building our, 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 our future. Vinimsa, and therefore when she Kayem, uh, and when you keep Mitzvah via Baal Mom Beeze Ever, or Yiskalkolo Eze Gimme Gidov, or you're, 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 or it's difficult from every anything you don't keep it. He's boneno akol. He is a mitzvah. He says the Chavetz Chaim says whenever you're having a difficulty, and you think about what you should be doing. Uh, you, you know, if you know, if your eyes are bothering you, you should look into your eyes. Again, we we today unfortunately do many things, but but the first thing a reaction is if if some there's a difficulty, look at that part of your life. Is there something you're doing? Um, uh, if you're doing it correctly or not. They come a colon uchlima, and if you don't fix these things, uh, how, you'll be eternally, there'll be eternal consequences. But that's hands, feet, even your, 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 your reproductive organs you can live without. You may have to be on machines, right? But you, right? So if you, how you're treating your body parts, you know, even your, 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 your big parts, there's certain parts, I mean, even if it'd be traumatic, you can live. But what he says, when it's the heart and the head, right, it's impossible to live without. You can't, you're, not, you're not a human being anymore. And he says, Shem that what's the heart and the head of mitzvahs? It's emuna and Hashem. It's belief in God. If you don't believe in God, you don't believe Hashem created the world. You don't believe in you don't believe in there's a creator. That's the heart and head of a Jew. And Shmir Shabbos is, is all about a belief in God. Shabbos is all about the and you keep Shabbos every Shabbos. You have to, we say it in Kiddush. You know what the problem is? We say Kiddush Friday night on Shabbos. It's perfunctory. <laughs> the only thing we're saying. What we're saying is God created the world. We're supposed to be thinking when we when we sanctify Shabbos, this is a day where I remember that God creates the world constantly. And Shabbos is all about faith. It's all about emunah. And if you're lacking Shmira Shabbos, and I say this, by the way, not just because we're going to get now to us in a minute, but we need to see when, we, when, when Jews desecrate Shabbos, again, most Jews don't know better, but we should know it's a de- denial of God. 
We should know it's a denial of Hashem, and whether they realize it or not. The essence of Shabbos is a belief in God. <laughs> the essence of Shabbos is believing in a creator of the world. And if you're missing Shmir Shabbos, you've pulled out the main Shmiras Nafsho HaKadosh. And if you're living a life in this world without Shmir Shabbos, says the Chavetz Chaim, it's not my word, it says, you're living a life of an animal. It means you have no spirituality, no true spirituality. I don't care how spiritual you claim to be, says the Chavetz Chaim. That is an animal life. Which means you've ripped out your soul from the essence of spirituality. Now you may walk, you may come in, and of course everything a person does counts. But, but the Chavetz, you know, you know, let's put it this way. Imagine you have a nice spouse, but they cheat on you all the time. Uh, they're a good spouse. They buy you flowers. They make you dinner. <laughs> but they cheat every day on you. They're a good spouse. <laughs> they're, are they really devoted to you? No, they, they make you some nice things. They tell you they love you. But they don't stay, spend time with you. They spend time with someone else. But they still write you letters. Hey, Jew tells me they keep, they keep mitzvahs. They don't keep Shabbos. They keep nothing. I mean, they keep something. Again, if I, if I, I get a Jew put on for letter mitzvahs, that's, that's, of course it's something. But you don't realize that Shabbos is the Iker Amun of a Jew, is the Iker relationship with Hashem. The says, I'm not saying this, that if a person doesn't keep Shabbos, they have no ability to come to love because they're missing their hearts. They're missing their hearts. You can't come alive in Tchiyasamesim if you're missing your heart. Shabbos says the Chavetz Chaim, if you keep Shabbos correctly, According to Halacha, Shabbos could help you be forgiven for all of your sins. As the Talmud tells us, If a person keeps Shabbos according to Halacha, according to Halacha, and there's a lot of Halachas which we'll get to, Afilu Chat Kedor Enosh, even if you sin like the generation of Enosh, what was the, what was the generation of Enosh? That was a generation that started idolatry. Mocholo, you could be forgiven for your Shabbos. Shemar Ashrei Ish Yenosh Yasezos Uven Adam Yaksik Ba Shomer Shabbos Mechalo If a Jew watches themselves from keeping keep Shabbos and protects himself from any bad Al Tikr Mechalo Elam Mechalo That a Jew who keeps Shabbos is forgiven for their sins. And a Jew desecrates the Shabbos, it's the most serious of Eirah. But if you keep Shabbos, you're forgiven your sins. What does it mean to keep Shabbos? What does it mean to keep Shabbos? Masho Kilchaso, you need to know the 39 Malachas. It's not like we're Karaites. We're not Karaites. We're not you don't turn on light. You know, people today think Shabbos is just no electricity. <laughs> I, you know, there's, there's 39 Malachas of Shabbos. There's all kinds of details, how you eat, what you can separate. You gotta keep 39 malachas. of Kama of Kama Kama told us. And the Yushami that Jerusalem Talmud says, uh, that Rabbi Yuchan Reishlakis, Dayako Kokach, that every Av has 39 told us, and that we say that a Jew who keeps the Sabbath is forgiven for all sins, is when you only when you keep it Kalacha. 
What does it mean that you're forgiven for all sins if you know all the details? All muksa. What you can ask a Gentile on Shabbos. Amir nachre. Right? What, 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 how, how you prepare food on Shabbos. How you can take food off the plata. What you can serve with on Shabbos. Right? What, when is it okay to, to, to scrape food off your jacket and what's not okay? We're talking about to, to keep Shabbos where you, where you get the source of all blessing. How does a Jew keep Shabbos? Right? And I'm not talking about, again, you know, where people wantonly transgress the Sabbath. I think for generations, the litmus test of an observant Jew was Shemir Shabbos. Because again, Sabbath observance says, I believe there's a creator of the world. It is the, the greatest sustenance for a Jewish soul. The greatest sustenance for a Jewish soul. And in fact, when you look at the sociological reality today, what's amazing to me, by the way, as a, as a student of history, and if you look at the 20th century, um, the, you know, orthodoxy today is a 15 plus percent of America, and in the next 10 years, will be 20%, and the next 25 years, will be almost 50%. Okay, that's the, the stats. Uh, in Israel, it's, it's likewise, even, even more profound. Uh, but it's not just gonna, it's not just because we're growing, non-orthodox Jewry is truncating. Orthodoxy 60 years ago, 70 years ago in America, was one thing. They were not learning Dafyomi. They were not, many of them did not know the laws of Shatnez. What made somebody orthodox not? Shabbos. You want to know who, whose children today are learning in yeshivas? Their parents or grandparents 50 years ago were wearing silk yarmulkes coming into the temple or synagogue, right? But what they did is they kept Shabbos. And you had other Jews who didn't keep Shabbos and their children are Reform or non-Jews today. 60 years later. Because Shabbos, you know what, the, what happened is who, who made it, when you look at Monty and Lakewood and the five towns in Brooklyn and Teaneck, you know, and Baltimore, those Jews today, when these kids look with payas and yarmulkes and so religious, their grandparents didn't look that, like that. A lot of them didn't. Now, of course, the survivors from Europe came that way. But the Americans? You know who made it? Those who kept Shabbos. And those traditional conservative Jews who were so culturally Jewish and who only knew bagels, lox, and cream cheese and talked about schmaltz and chutzpah and went to the Borscht Belt. Allah shalom. You know, the Borscht Belt today, what the Borscht Belt is today? Anyone know what the Borscht Belt is today? 100,000 Haredi Jews. It's all the bungalows of religious Jews. Hasidim galore. Not, there's no more Jackie Masons over there. Right? Or whoever else. But you know why these Jews are so religious? Because their grandparents kept Shabbos. And the same people, that their grandparents' cousins or brothers and sisters, who are still very connected Jewishly, but didn't keep Shabbos, their grandchildren are gone. I say this all the time. You want to know the biggest block of intermarriage? Shmir Shabbos. I don't care what camp you go to. If you don't keep Shabbos, the, the chance of you, your children, remaining Jewish in today's world is very low. Shabbos is the source of all blessing. Shabbos is the litmus test if, you know, if you're going to be connected or not. You know, the Shabbos is... If family keeps Shabbos, it changes the whole dynamic. Now, 
Now we're all keeping Shabbos here. But you want the blessing of Shabbos? Says the Chavetz Chaim. You want the Mechilas Avonos? You want to be forgiven? You need to know Shabbos. You need to know all the halachas of Shabbos. Says the Chavetz Chaim, you want to get the, all of the blessing, you need to learn the laws of Shabbos. Don't just think, I learned in yeshiva or day school, I've been keeping Shabbos for 40 years or 50 years. I, be, I grew up Shomer Shabbos. I'm an FFB, says the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim is writing this to FFBs. <laughs> okay? He wasn't writing this to Tanana. It wasn't our Bali Tshuvas. He was writing to FFBs. And says the Chavetz Chaim, the only way you'll get this bracha, the Eitzah, is to, to learn all Shabbos. And to constantly review the laws of Shabbos. You should know what's really forbidden. Not that I think. Not maybe. I remember Rebbe Tzim Levine 15 years ago gave this class. Or I once read a Parsha sheet in a shul in Boston or in, or in Baltimore. I was on the table and I, sat and I saw that you could do this on Shabbos to review it. No, Dilav Hachi. Listen to this. Listen to the Chavetz Chaim says. Afilu, you, you want to keep Shabbos. You, learned, you heard a class by Rebbe Tzim Heller on the beauty of Sabbath. Or what's her name? What's that other lady? Uh, not Shira Smiles. Shira Smiles. The Aish lady. What's her name? The, which, the chicken lady one. Sorry, a regular. Or you heard a, a shear online. Or, or, or you learn Daf Yomi Shemsecha Shabbos. You learn the Daf on Shabbos. You still don't have the ability to do it since the time. Even you learn all the Muslims in the world about Shabbos. And you know how important Shabbos is. Right? Or you grew up in a house that kept Shabbos, and they, you, you never think about breaking the Shabbos. Uh, it won't help you. You'll end up transgressing Shabbos, as the Chavetz Chaim says. Because you know what the Chavetz Chaim says? Chachma Musr. You have to know Chachma and Musr. Because if a person has Chachma, he can, Musr will help him. The Rebbe El says, like Saz, says you need Chachma and Musr. To beat your Yetzirah, to beat the Yetzirah, you need Chachma, you need Torah knowledge, knowledge of Halacha, and you need Musr, you need motivation, inspiration. He says, you need both. And he says that Chachma, Chachma is your own physical strength. And Musr is the, the sword to beat the Yetzirah. The so he says as follows, if you're very strong, you have a lot of Halacha, but you're not motivated, you can't beat the Yetzirah, you have no weapon. But if you have a weapon, your motivation, but you don't have the knowledge, you also can't beat the Yetzirah. You need Chachma and Musr. You need the inspiration, the dedication, the devotion, but you also need the knowledge. I, I can't tell you how many times I meet someone who's Balchuva. They want to do something, right? And they, they don't know how to do it right. <laughs> you need the knowledge base. You want to dive in, you're, you're motivated to pray, and you don't know the laws of tefillah, you're going to make mistakes. And the laws of Shabbos are a lot harder than the laws of, of tefillah. The Kavana is, is even if you want to keep Shabbos, if you do not know the laws of Shabbos, the details of Shabbos, who Torah be Ikra Indian, you won't think it's a problem. Uh, who cares that you're motivated and you're inspired to keep Shabbos? If you don't know the bottom line, imagine someone comes into, a, into Apple or into Google and they want to be the best engineer. They don't know how to program. They don't know how to, they don't know how to do it. You're going to make terrible mistakes. Uh, if a person thinks that this is not a malacha, I can ask a, ja- a guy to do this. Oh, this is not muksa. Or I can carry this. Or it's, I can do this for yamtif. It's okay. You know, I know it's something ochal nefesh. It's okay. I heard on Shabbos, you can do this. It's, it's okay. 
if you don't know the details, he will make metabolic sex. See, these are examples. Vadinya, um, this is not so clear to this really doesn't apply to us today, but he gives examples. Let's say your animals are running away on Shabbos. Now, once upon a time in Radin, or in, or in your, like in Lachiv, where some of my grandparents grew up, grew up they, they, they were agricultural parts of uh, Poland and Russia. Or in Shiraz, Menashe. Did you have chickens in Shiraz, in your houses? We have roosters too. You have roosters in your houses in Shiraz? They, right, did you have sheep by you? Did people have sheep? Sheep, of course. Okay. And goats. And goats. you have goats in San Jose? You have a goat by your house? Can I come visit with my kids? Yeah, Penny farm. They don't want to cut the grass and get the goats. Get the goats. They eat the grass. Right? So people had animals and, and, and a lot of their livelihoods uh, were animals. I heard there was a, well, there was a, uh, there was a, there was a Broadway show Vi- Violinist on the Roof. Right? <laughs> the Violinist on the Roof. Chalice. Right? If I was a rich man, right? Everyone has sheep. Everyone has, you know, uh, you know. Everyone's, you know, we live in the, we live in the, you know. People would say live. You know, that was a livelihood. Well, what happens if, uh, if your animal, your, your something escapes, um, or you just bought a new animal, and they want to keep running away from your house? So, Mama Oit says the Chavetz you can be over a biblical prohibition of tzedah, of, of, of hunting, it's considered hunting or trapping an animal on Shabbos. Now, if you have a domesticated dog comes in and out of your house, not a problem. But if it wants to run away and it's escaping, you can't catch it on Shabbos. That's, a to- that's like driving a car on Shabbos. Nothing less to do tzedah on Shabbos. And if you have a bird that would fly away, it gets out, and, the, and you can't catch that bird, you know I can't re-catch the bird. I, I don't know if people have birds today. Uh, now again, many birds are, 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 are domesticated. They come right back. But let's say you buy, if you buy a new bird, any, any animal lovers here? Right, you buy a new bird. Will it, will it come back to your house away? No way. So you can't recatch that bird. Uh, so he says, you, people will catch it. They will return prohibition. Uh, it, is the, 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 you know, it could be in certain situations you could tell a guy, maybe you can pay back. There's a ways to, there are ways to do it. Or you, or you let a bird go into a big room where you can't, you, it's still running around, and it's not technically caught, but it won't escape, escape. But if you don't know these halachas, how to do it correctly, what's going to happen? You'll break Torah law. You'll easily break Torah law. The Chavetz Chaim also says, telling Goyim things. Right? Or there's a fire. Under what circumstances could you put out the fire? Sometimes it's permitted. Sometimes it's a mitzvah to put out the fire. Sometimes it's forbidden. Sometimes there's ways to, pro- 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 to block the fire. I'm going to skip all the details because it's not frustrating now. And sometimes there's not way. But if you don't know how to turn off a fire, when are you going to look this up, by the way? <laughs> Give me a few minutes. I gotta look at the halachas of turning off a fire on Shabbos, right? And you know, and the difference of that is, is it could be a mitzvah to turn off the fire right away. It could be completely biblically forbidden, right? A, a Torah prohibition, a denial of God. And whose fault is that you don't know it? Yours. Hey, what, what's the if you if I if I go, if I if I go to where do you go? Which, where's, your, where's, your, where's your house? You know, and down, down. So no, not so, where do you go to? Where's your other house? Capitola. Capitola. 
weird place, right? A bunch of weirdos. Oh, no, no, the weird ones are down the road a piece. We send the weird ones to Santa Cruz. Okay. So if I go to Capitola or to Santa Cruz, and I drive in a certain way, and, I, and they say, oh, they, I can do this in San Jose, and they say, well, you can't do this in Capitola. And where, uh, can I say, well, I just in San Jose? What, what do you think? Well, if I, let's say if I go to France and I, and I do something which is against the law, right? Ignorance of the law is... Is, is ignorance of the law is any lawyers here? It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. I mean, and God, the greatest mitzvah, by the way, in the Torah is not knowledge. Torah, Torah like, God's not going to say, "Oh, I, you turned off that fire. You shouldn't have turned it off." Right? You, there are times you can have a bris on Shabbos. It's a mitzvah. And there's times it's a Torah prohibition to have a bris on Shabbos. What would be an example of Torah prohibition to have a bris on Shabbos? Drive on Shabbos. What? If you were to drive to you on Shabbos. No, no, a bris. But if it's C-section. C-section. You obviously say bris can't be. It's a Torah prohibition to have a C-section on. Why? It, 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 it can't have it on Shabbos. Right? There's a million things like that, right? Where it could, either you know the law, you don't know the law. The bris, fortunately, hopefully the mohal knows the law or the rabbi. But my point is, in our own lives, there's a million things like this. Uh, and the same thing with with borer when you're selecting your house. Matzay ma'oid, selecting lekashlo Here's an example. Derech mashal, kishiyeshlo baser shalmini oifes. You have different types of meats, right? You have different... I, I, I've seen things in this kitchen in the shul in preparation where I've had to point out to individuals you're doing a biblical prohibition. Not rabbinic. Not if. Not maybe. You just drove on Shabbos. You drove on Shabbos. You broke God's law. You denied there's a creator. Nothing less. And why don't you know this? Either lack of standard of care or lack of knowledge. So as an example, you have two types of meat. You want, you have like a, a deli platter all mixed together. Pastrami. They don't have good roast beef here yet. So we're going to get some cut New York roast beef. Like, you know, how do you have a deli and you have good roast beef? Just, I'm not, I mean, I'm not criticizing Rami. I'm criticizing our, 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 our market, the consumers. That, if you want a good roast beef, you know. You know anywhere, anywhere been to Shemokal Bernstein's and love of Shalom? Yes. Anyone have been to Shemokal Bernstein's? No one? Uh, Essex. Oh, you didn't get better than that. When I was a kid, I went to go to a roast beef sandwich with a good pickle, a Lower East Side pickle, and either you had to get either a Dr. Pa- Dr. Brown's Dr. or a root beer. That was the rule. That was the old deli days, you know? So you have roast beef, you have turkey breasts, you have corned beef, you have pastrami, huh? Of me, yeah, that's that's right. That's why uh, when Shmuelko Bernstein's closed, I decided not to uh, eat beef anymore. That was it. That was the final. All right. So now I have a yamtiv after the remez, a memory. Um, you know, but uh, but but no, it's the whole other part. So what happens? The Chalitz Chaim says, you either take the one you like, you pick the roast beef out, but you're not eating for three hours from now. You know what you just did? Biblical prohibition. Let's say you pull out the turkey breast and you out of the meat, you don't like the turkey breast, and you're eating now, what do you just do? Biblical prohibition. You did borer both times. Right? And why did that happen? You don't know the laws of borer. You don't even know the laws of borer. You crack eggs, took off the shell. Huh. Anyone eat shells? No. Okay, so you're allowed to take off the shell. But you're not eating an egg salad for five hours from now. You wanted to do it before you left the shell. You just did a borer. you just did borer. You can only crack an egg right before the meal. How come you did that? Maybe you didn't know. Maybe you forgot. Maybe it wasn't on your radar. Says the Chavetz Chaim. There are a million things like this. 
you would take off the, you know, we today, as Rabbi talked about on Shabbos, the blue milk, the green milk, the red milk. But once in a while, there were milks had fats on top. You know, and back to the chalice on the roof, right? Then you bought milk. You had to take off the, churn it, take off the, 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 the whey. There all kinds of stuff there. You make butter in the old days. So you wanted part of it, not others, or in the chalm. Do you ever see a chalm where it's like a crust on? You know, yeah, it's like you don't. You want to take that off. You can't just take that off. Well, maybe, but maybe is there a way to take it off? Survey says how are you going to take that off? You got to take some of the actual good part of the chalm also. So you're taking good and bad together. That's what you have to do. Or you don't take it completely off, so it's not really boring, says the Chavetz Chaim. But if you don't know these laws, you're going to break it. If you are kam of a kam of there's so many laws of poor and dosh. And Lisha, smear, uh, uh, making mashed bananas for your kid, your little grandchild on Shabbos, could have done a Torah prohibition very easily if you mashed bananas. Hey, that's a good way to break the Torah. Mashing bananas? No, Barbelski, you remember mash in Vietnam? Oh, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Uh, right? No, mashing bananas. People don't think about that. Yeah, mashing bananas. So this is Lisha. Let me call Shabbos and us. How easy it is to transgress the Shabbos, says the Chavetz Chaim. Shinim sabakol echad. There's so many details. Muksa. Muksa. Everything you move on the Sabbath. Can I move it? Can I not move it? Is it okay? I, I, and again, I'm mentioning asking Goyim. Unless you know that very well, you're going to mess up. I'm positive. Because I see people to ask and how they ask. And, and even how they ask. And sometimes it's okay, but you have to ask a certain way. Um, Bishel, cooking on Shabbos. What could be reheated? What could be rewarmed? Hatmana, what gets considered insulating? What's not? Hilchas there's so many halachas. And already testified the going the Urim the Tumim. In his Yarash Advashi. Anyone know the Yarash Advashi, the Urim the Tumim? Please tell me you know. Who is the Urim the Tumim? The Yarash Advash. It's two Srami roads. It sounds it sounds good, but no. The Rabbi Yonis and Eibshitz, the great Rav Voltoyna, the great early 18th century Gadol, who's speaking to a completely religious crowd. Ki Avshar, it is impossible. Those words, impossible. B'mitzias, practically, she and not so me iser Shabbos to be saved from transgressing the Shabbos. In the Olilmar Koladinim, unless you learn all of the halachas, Alburium Hetev Hetev. Very, very well. Vine Achas Masibus, says the Chavetz Chaim. One of the reasons, just a couple minutes left, we're done. Asher Yimna Lahaoilam Ayediyah Bilcha Shabbos, who? People uh, don't know the laws of Shabbos. Is Shechumur, Mibne Shalach Chamore Moed. It's really difficult stuff. It's really hard to know. Unless you, 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 you go through the Gemaras and understand it. And people don't have the time to look it over because they're very busy. But I said, mm-hmm. And that's why he said he wrote this, this Sefer uh, of, of the Chavetz Chaim. And he said that he made it in a way where everyone could learn the Chavetz Chaim and come out to, to bottom line. But today, there's a 39 Malachas book that the Feldon put out. The art school has many books of Simcha Bunim Cohen. There are Hebrew books. If you learn the laws of the Sabbath, of Shabbos, 
Yedah called him the time of a nimuko. You understand all of its reasonings and points. La Therefore, says the Chavetz Chaim, Veroi v'nachoin. It is proper and, and, and fitting. Lechol yare v'charad ledevar Hashem. Anybody who fears and is, trembles, the charedi ledevar Hashem, lekoinen chavuras to make groups to learn the laws of Shabbos. Should not, you shouldn't transgress the Shabbos, which is the heart of Judaism, which is the essence of Tchias Hamesim. Hashem says um, to Moshe, make groups and learn Hilcha Shabbos. Uh, know, as we know, that if you keep Shabbos properly, if the Jews would keep two full Shabbos redeemed, that's the words of the Chavetz Chaim. And I told you why I learned this this, this, this morning. One is for us, you know, we live in a world where there's such lack of Shemir Shabbos, and you can get used to it. It doesn't, God forbid, that we can get used to the, you know, if you would see relatives of yours going to churches, it would bother us to the core. You know, bowing to some idol in, in, in India or in, in Thailand. If you would see a cousin, a brother-in-law, a parent, a child, a relative bowing to idols, it would bother us. It doesn't bother us much to break the Shabbos. But no one thing that Shabbos is the essence of Torah and that it should bother us. That doesn't mean you can always fix people. We don't, we don't, we can't, we're, people are remote control. But if it bothers us, we'll pray for people more. If it bothers us, we'll stay away from lack of Shemir Shabbos. When I'm talking about Yushalayim, I don't walk in neighborhoods. If I can have a bypass neighborhood not to walk in a neighborhood that they break the Shabbos, I don't do that. When I, I've been walked times twice the distance, not to say I can't do that where other places, but if I can see Jews not breaking the Shabbos, to, Shabbos should bother us. Shabbos should matter to us. Shabbos should be important to us. I'm not even talking about investing the time like my wife does th- Thursday night. She doesn't talk about Lord of Shabbos. Appreciating the Shabbos. But the second thing, and this is, this is uh, you know, I wanted to point out, as the Chavetz Chaim says very seriously, if we're not learning Shabbos, if any of us currently right now are not learning the laws of Shabbos, then we're all that we're most likely breaking things, whether we realize it or not. And so I'm going to go back, I think from now on, inshallah, Shuddhas. I think my default is always going to be to learn the laws of Shabbos. Because it's so, it's so important. But I want to just say thanks for each of us. You want to bring bracha to your house. You want to bring blessing to your house. I, an idea I would just strong, I would sh- I would strongly share is one meal, at least one meal on your Shabbos. Take a book, whether it's the Lama Tesmalachas book by Rabbi Rabiat, or a Simcha Bunim Cohen's book, or a book, uh, if, you're, if you're Israeli and you can read Hebrew well, a, a book on Shabbos. And every Shabbos, in your own house, at your own tables, learn a halacha or two of Shabbos. Learn a halacha or two of, of Shemir Shabbos. Not only will you find yourself being more knowledgeable of the laws of Shabbos, of Borer, of Dosh, of Lisha, of, uh, of Zoira, of Bishal, of Hatzmana. If you don't even know what I'm saying, these words are, then you're in big trouble, by the way. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, uh, of, of all of the laws of what really is moksa and what's not, not that maybe I know, or what, what really could ask a guy to do what you can. Not only will you know Hilcha Shabbos so much better, but you'll bring bracha to your house. And if you have guests at your house on Shabbos, if they're Shomer Shabbos or not, they'll learn the laws of Shabbos, because that's your family minhag. You learn the two halachas of Shabbos. It doesn't have to be ten minutes. 
It could be one minute. It could be two minutes. But we all need to be learning the, the laws of Shabbos. And in that merit, as the Chavetz Chaim says, you don't need my bracha. We need Shabbos' bracha. Shabbos is the makor of bracha for the Jewish people. As I mentioned, if you want your children and grandchildren to be Jewish, of course they have to grow up in a house like this. But you need to keep the makor bracha of Shabbos. But in our own lives, it will bring us alive in Tchis HaMesim and Shabbos. We, we pick up our game on Shabbos. And unfortunately, what happens in life is we get used to cruise control. And as the Chavetz Chaim stresses, and the reason he spoke to Raden Jews, and Vilna Jews, and Krakow's Jews, and Prague's Jews, and Davinsk's Jews, and to San Jose Jews, is you need to learn the laws of Shabbos to get the bracha of Shabbos. Okay? And in that merit, you should only have bracha. Thank you very much for coming today.